What are top branding and marketing consultants telling top realtors to do this year to grow their business? We're going to be speaking with one of those consultants today. Stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion version with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, on to our show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host, through the show, and in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with branding and marketing consultant to realtors, Kim Ritberg. Before we get to Kim, just a couple of quick reminders. Please tell a friend about this episode. So many agents need help with their branding and marketing, and they can get some unbelievable tips from Kim in this episode. So send them over to our website, keepingitrealpod.com. Every episode we've ever uh, recorded it can be streamed right from the browser, uh, any browser. And of course, Please support our sponsors. They're they were they're who keep the bills paid and keep our staff paid so we can keep producing episodes. So check out their services and products and consider investing in them. All of the vendors that we have as sponsors develop products specifically to help you do more business. Okay, guys, enough of that. Let's get to the main event. My conversation with Kim Ritberg. show, we have Kim Ritberg, who is a marketing and media specialist. I want to tell you more about Kim. Now, Kim Ritberg is an award-winning digital content strategist and an on-camera coach. She spent 15 years as a media executive at Netflix, also People Magazine, and in TV News, and she launched the first ever ever digital video unit for Us Weekly Magazine. Now, Kim coaches real estate agents to be better on camera and make unforgettable social media, video, and podcast content that brings in leads, clients, and revenue. Kim has been featured in Business Insider and Fast Company and has been a speaker and instructor at Penn and Syracuse University and is a graduate of the University of Pennsylvania Annenberg School. She also... By the way, my uh, my my brother-in-law is also a Penn grad, and um, he didn't graduate from Annenberg, so that's a new word for me. But graduating from <laughs> University of Pennsylvania Annenberg School, she also hosts her own podcast called Mom's Exit Interview, which spurred by her decision to quit corporate and launch her own business 
after working in, in a hospital while giving birth to her second child. This podcast helps women craft careers that work for their lives instead of the other way around. That podcast, again, is called Mom's Exit Interview. We will have a link to both Kim's website, which you can find all things Kim, at her website, kimrittberg.com. I will spell that K-I-M. R-I-T-T-B-E-R-G.com. A link to that in the show notes as well as the Mom's Exit Interview podcast. Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to have you. I um, I only ever talk to realtors, so this is very exciting for me to talk to somebody that works with realtors and also somebody with as extensive of a media background and really all things media uh, and all things video production, TV. Um, would love to sort of get your take on what realtors can do to better further their online brands, um, specifically social media, you know, video, uh, anything and everything that you see working and also maybe some don'ts, right? Some do's and don'ts. But before we get to that, tell us about your history. How did you get involved in media? So um, my, the beginning of my media career, I was a TV news producer for Inside Edition. So it's oh, a little great. bit of everything, red carpet, real estate, lifestyle. It was great. Uh, learned how to tell stories. And then I worked at On the Record with Greta Van Susteren. So that was oh, a lot sure. of crime. Yeah. yeah, a lot of crime, politics. And then to be honest, I was never really a news junkie. And so I really wanted to get closer to the creative content. So I worked in long form TV for a bit, like Wives with Knives, true crime type of stuff. And then... I launched the video unit for Us Weekly. So basically I turned a conference room into a live TV studio. We had an 18 person team that I was overseeing all the operations and all the creative. And what I love about that is that is what business owners and real estate agents right now are doing. Everyone now is tasked with turning their office into a studio. And I think it's that's probably one of the best skills that I took away from that storytelling but also being resourceful with whatever you have. And since then, I also worked at Netflix and marketing and uh, branded content at Pop Sugar. And now I run my own business where I help real estate agents take those, take what they're good at, what they're best at, but really harnessing that and helping them create great video and podcasts to grow their business. It's it's really interesting, and you certainly have the pedigree um, for this conversation, which is is why we were so excited to have you on. Because so often I only really talk to realtors who do their own uh, social media, their own video production, and some are are so impressive. And but again, they're primarily realtors. This is you know an extension of their marketing efforts. And you know I like they don't necessarily have this background and and experience in traditional uh, you know long form and, and short form media. And Us Weekly is a really good example because of course. As the magazine becomes less and less popular, as less people are reading, you know, the the physical copy, obviously their video has to really shine, which um, I love what I like about Us Weekly, and I'm not a reader myself, um, but um, what I understand about Us Weekly is they are masters at capturing somebody's attention, holding their attention for a shorter period of time, giving them something that that is of interest or exciting to to their reader or their their viewer, and then moving on to the next thing. And they are just, I mean, I don't know that there's anyone quite as good at the celebrity news game. TMZ, of course, is is also really good at that. Um, but but Us Weekly is kind of 
you know, I've always thought of them as like top of the mountain. So I'm super, and then Netflix, of course, everyone listening is a subscriber or, well, you're not stealing passwords anymore because that, that over the weekend has been, <laughs> been, uh, well, they haven't officially, I think rolled it out just yet, but I, but it's been announced. It's, it's the free ride is over a hundred million people are going to have to figure out, you know, uh, give them the 15 bucks guys. It's not that expensive. <laughs> Let's keep these big companies in business. We want good content. Um, but anyway, enough about my little Netflix rant. Um, but let's um, let's talk a little bit about what realtors could do. And, and I think this is the year to talk about it because obviously video is not becoming less popular, but, but also this is a time I think that often our, our, uh, our audience, our, our listeners, our, our viewers are having and this is kind of an unfortunate thing, but this is a tougher time to be a realtor. The, we have lending rates are are significantly higher than they were two to three years ago. So less buyers are in the market and we have inventory shortages all over the place. So this is a time when realtors uh, are often very frustrated. Um, this, this isn't necessarily the easiest time, but it does provide an opportunity to put some time in that you maybe don't normally have into sort of furthering your video brand or your, your social media brand or your podcast. Um, so anyway, would love to sort of start at the start. Like what, what do agents not understand or where could they get started? Um, how do you recommend that people start to learn? Um, great question and great point. I think you're right that even when you're feeling stressed about the, the clients or the, the there's not sellers and, and the rates are, that's actually the time when you need to say, what makes me different? What makes me unique? And how do I stand out? And the biggest thing I like to remind people, I think this gets forgotten. It's not that you're going to make one video and that one video is going to sell a house or that one video is going to bring in a client. It's that a consistent strategy of doing video will two things, build new relationships and rekindle old relationships. I have my agent saying, they, I got a text message from someone I haven't seen in five years. He goes, I love your Instagram videos. Let's grab lunch. And it's that his new videos where he was showing up more and bringing his perspective, it's reminding someone who already knew you. So unless you're really like just born, which you're not, you know, you have five years, 10 years, 20 years of relationships in your life and in your professional life, it rekindles those. And so that's another way to think of it. And then online, you can build all these new relationships. So you can be doing collaborative videos with other people. You can use your videos to then engage with people in your area who can hire you. And I think people forget, you don't just post a video and then like your business grows, but it really works if you do it strategically and you have, you have what your goals in mind. Like I want to get X leads. I'm looking to build in this area. This is my target client, but really being specific about your strategy, it can un unlock that. And so one of the biggest things I think that I see from when I, I have my clients, what they struggle with is there's three things that are in their head about not being on video and not doing video. One, I hate my voice or I hate how I look. I've never met one person who comes to me and says, I love how I look and sound, Kim. I just love it. <laughs> Everyone hates the sound of your own voice it is a scientific thing that how you hear your own voice in your ear is actually different than how other people hear it. Unless people run out of the supermarket screaming from your voice, you probably sound great. Yeah. And and if you're a real estate agent, you deal with people all the time. People like talking to you, people engage with you. So you just have to remember that video is just a version of you. You're not used to it. You don't like it at first. And you might 
be a little stiff at the beginning, but over time you will get better. And so you will a get better and you will be hate yourself less on camera. So well, and, and, and this is a, what you said is a really good point about not liking your voice and, or your appearance, uh, video and audio. Again, if, if we know that, uh, for some reason, there's some sort of mechanism in our brain that, that changes the way that we actually hear ourselves versus someone else, a third party listening, um, don't listen to yourself. I mean, listen to yourself <laughs> for, for things like continuity, listen for, for pauses and ums and ahs and sort of the technical stuff. But, but if you're worried about the, the tonality of your voice or the cadence, or, or rather just, just, you know, the pitch maybe. Ask other people, <laughs> ask them, say, does this, is this pleasing? Do you enjoy listening to this? Is That's good feedback. But if you know that, if we know that science says you're not going to like your own image or voice, be very nice to yourself because that's not the, the barom, that, that's not the, the, the judge. Uh, it's going to be what other people think. Absolutely true. And I have like specific tips on how to be better on camera that I'll go over right after this. But I think you're right that you, you have to be kinder to yourself. All of us do. Like, that's just a part of life. I feel like as I've aged, I'm so much nicer to myself. My 25-year-old me was much hard, harsher judge of my me success, too. of my life. And I'm sure, you know, we all feel the same way. But in terms of, there are ways to get better. But you do have to say, no, actually, that's who I am. And, and there are little ways I could be better, look better, sound better, have a better um, presentation on video. But overall, like, we are who we are and that's okay. Like we have clients, we have family who loves us, we have friends. So you have to just get through that and know that every single person hates how they look and sound on video. And can, can we just really quickly dispel the myth that video and audio production has to be perfect perfection. And, and I, I'm going to say one, one thing about that is, is that I, that I believe, which is, I believe people do not uh, necessarily feel connected to per perfection. They're entertained by it. It's interesting. It's cool. It's polished. But people seem, in my experience, people seem to connect better with imperfection than perfection. And so if if you're worried about making a video perfect and maybe you stumbled over a word or your hair just didn't quite look the way you wanted it to, odds are I don't, I actually think that will endear people more to you versus push them away going, oh, well, they didn't fix their hair a proper, and obviously you, you should have a, an awareness of your appearance and how you sound, but this idea of stumbling over a word or two, um, I'm curious to get your take on that. You are so right because the other two things that stop people is thinking that video is going to cost too much and take too much time. The video that does well today is the authentic content. Like I remember being at Netflix and obviously the budgets for marketing at Netflix are very large compared to things in general, but also compared to small business owners. So, but there was this moment where we had a video that was from a, a, um, a script reading, just the actors sitting around reading a script. And some one of those actors posted a short video on their iPhone of them just being like, woo, script reading, like five second video, 10 second video on their iPhone and they uploaded it and I got millions of views and people were like, wow, this authentic video got millions of views. I'm like, yeah, that's what, that is what people want. We know that. So I think there are times for those polished videos on the home tours, the drone sure. footage, Absolutely. you're selling a luxury home. That is a time for a polished video. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> but, yes. true, but truly when you're connecting with people, there are only a few things that I think you should optimize for. Like, I think you should be well lit. 
try to sit in front of an open window, without an open window, a window that's not, take up the blind, get natural light on your face is really good or get a ring light. I think lighting is good to have, but I think in terms of you do not need to be in a studio. You do not need this super fancy setup. Like you can grow your business, grow clients, get clients with you and an iPhone. And not only can you today, that's better than the other stuff. And until you're at the point where you're like, I really want to really want to level up to that next level. If you're not doing video, you plus your iPhone with a really solid strategy and messaging can supercharge your business. Like I really feel that way when you're at that next level and you're like, I've done a lot of footage for Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, whatever with my phone, I'm, I'm seeing it working. I have money. I'm ready to invest for the next level. There is that next level. I think that's where you bring in a camera crew and you start shooting and you do one day where you sit down and you're filming a lot of content and you're scripting it out in advance, or maybe you're going around your neighborhood with a camera crew and you're really showing off the things in your neighborhood. Keep in mind, all of those things can be done with an iPhone first. So I really think not only do you not need the more expensive stuff, you can grow your business with an iPhone. So yes. Dispelling yeah. that myth, DJ. Dispelling that myth. No, it's it's an important one because again, that's the equipment. People like go, oh gosh, and and if we think about if we're following other realtors in our local market on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, etc., what what we're what we notice is that uh, agents who post a lot of content are showing these non-perfect moments. Maybe they're on their way out of the gym, or they're in a cafe meeting a client or they're just, you know, getting ready for work and there's lounging at home or whatever. Um, there's a lot of like, this is who I am outside of the polished realtor sort of look. But, and I suspect that, that there's a message there they're trying to send about, I went to the gym, which I guess demonstrates some sort of level of like accountability for my health. And, and maybe that's considered a good thing. Uh, if one's choosing a realtor, you maybe want somebody who's takes care of themselves, but this idea of getting a behind the scenes peak, like your Netflix example of the table read where somebody just goes, Hey, isn't this kind of cool? Like, this is what I get to do before the cameras turn on. That is really, people love behind the scenes stuff. Little moments, I think that people forget. First of all, people don't like to be sold to. So while right. you're some people, some people do, but tiny, very tiny few people percentage. like to be sold to, right? So most of your social feed should be educational content or entertaining content, and some of it should be selling. When you can bring people into your life more, that will end up selling. The end goal is they're relating to you better and eventually they will refer you to someone or they will hire you. But those little moments in your life as a realtor and in your life as a person, as a dog owner, as a dad, as a brother, it brings people in because if your whole feed is is like only selling, that you need that educational portion, you need that entertainment portion and some of that lifestyle stuff. People do want to see how other people live. It, people are very curious. They like to live vicariously through other people. So even things that in your life, you're like, who cares? Like I'm at Wegmans, who cares? But you know, people care. People think it's fun. And the, if you could relate it back to your business, obviously that's even better, but people really do like to be brought into other people's lives. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think so many agents have one strategy when it comes to social media, which is I just closed a home. I want to post and brag about it. And there's nothing inherently wrong with it that uh, Kim is shaking her head because I'm, I'm, I'm with Kim. I don't think people should do that. But 
if you're doing that, make sure you're doing a lot of other fun, exciting, cool content, not just look at how great I am. So Kim, you were, you had, you were wanting to jump out of your chair though. So I'm going to shut up. What do you think about the, I just listed, just sold. Here's how cool I am. Post. Just listed, just sold. Just listed and just sold is like the basics of someone give you a photo and you hit upload. It is not a social media strategy. No. It's not a social media strategy only because it doesn't get you to that next level. It is the basics. Fine. Congratulations. I am proud of everybody for being on social and putting that just listed and just closed. I really think though that real estate agents are working so hard. They are so smart. Every agent I've worked with has their own unique perspective, loves their job for a different reason, loves helping people. Truly, like honestly, every person, this is why I like working with agents is because every person comes with their own background, comes with their own interests, their own desires, their own perspective of the market. And that's what's fun about it. But when you're just doing just listed and just closed, you're not showing people anything about why they should work with you. Right. It is just selling. And the point is, this area is called content marketing. I did a course on content marketing. No one calls it that. You just call it social media. But content marketing means you're putting out content that people want to engage with. And it becomes marketing because you brought people into your, into your social feed. You brought people into your business. So the main idea is that most of your content should be educating, should be entertaining, and should just be people enjoying watching you. Very little of it should be just listed and just closed. I think that once you're coming up with new ways to show that, I think that is fun. And some people's feeds do really well. If you have lots of beautiful luxury homes, you can grow a business by just doing multi-million dollar home tours. But I still think you're not really showing somebody who you are. So even if right. you'd like that, I would argue take not just your hand through the tour, put your face in it. What do you love about the home? Like, why do you think it went for X dollars instead of X dollars? What went behind the deal? Was it a bidding war? So I think that Telling it's the really, story, maybe. you have to yeah. tell that story and you have to really bring people into you. You have to bring the you of it because it's competitive. And to get that competitive edge, you need to insert more of yourself into it. And, and if you want, I'm ready to give my tips about how to be better on camera for everyone who's too afraid. Mm -hmm. I am I am one half second away from that. I just wanted to throw uh, an idea to our audience that I love. If, if you're worrying, worrying about content, what type of content? What should I be? You know, and obviously Kim has courses of exactly what you should and shouldn't do. I'll tell you my favorite one, and this is so perfectly tied, I think, to Kim, what you were saying. And, and this wasn't mine. I just overheard someone doing this, and I can't believe I, it didn't occur to me. It's so simple. So Facebook Live. Now, the reason why you may want to consider doing live videos is because people get notified, I, I think pretty much always, if they're a subscriber to your page that so you know you're live right now which obviously is a great indication to maybe they'll click on it so i had a, I, I talked to a, a woman this is all she does on her facebook live and i think this is just so brilliant she gets on and she starts talking about zillow because everybody goes to zillow we know this this and, and let's not let's 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 put aside our feelings about zillow for a second and just realize people do use zillow obviously 100 and a hundred and some million people a, a month go there, uh, just in America. So anyway, everybody you know is going to Zillow, and they're looking at the Zestimate, which is the you know approximated house value that Zest, that Zillow thinks the home is worth. So she gets on and she goes, "I want to show you something. Um, I love Zillow; it's great, but their Zestimate isn't always accurate. I just want to show you an example of a Zestimate that I thought looked okay, and then I ran my own numbers and I found it was wildly off. And I actually, and so then she goes through and it takes her five minutes." And she does it on uh, the MLS and she kind of shows like, this is what Zillow came up with, but I actually think it's worth $50,000 more. And here's anyway. And then she goes, Hey, by the way, anyone out there listening, would you like to know what your home's worth right now? 
uh, and she goes, I, I won't do it here on the, on the call because obviously I don't want everybody to see what your home value is worth, but just shoot me a DM and I'll get in touch with you. And to me, that is the perfect strategy for a live video because number one, you're creating incredible value. Every homeowner always wants to know what their home is worth. And two, you're going to the place where they are going to go and you're saying, hey, that's okay. That's a good starting point, but I actually can give you a better number. So anyway, sorry to take up all that time, Kim. I just heard this uh, a few weeks ago and I thought, what a brilliant strategy. I think that's a great, no, it's a great idea. And I think that's a perfect example of this is a person harnessing the idea of educating. So she's taking yeah. educating. She's saying everybody wants to know what their home is worth. She's taking sure. that educating. She's merging it with the platform. So she's making a platform specific, Facebook Live. And I agree about live content. People get notified so they're more likely to watch. But then she's pushing you off social and into a direct relationship, which is with an really action want. step. Yeah. With an action step. So I love that because I think you'll see a lot of places you get a free download if you click here. Bringing people into your into a direct relationship from content is amazing. And I agree with that. I think that's a fantastic tool. And I think there's a lot of things that agents can do like that when, when you're creating content, if you're creating content about a specific thing, having the call to action, do you want to know? Like message me for my blah, message me for my market update, message me for the new neighborhoods I think are going to explode in next year. You know, there are really a lot of unique ways to get people to connect with you willingly on their own. So, you know, I think a lot of times we're chasing, I think the idea is instead of chasing so much, sometimes people will chase you if you have really good content. Well, let's talk about your tips and strategies for people to produce better content. And then just, you know, I know you have, you have two different systems you want to talk about. So let's, let's get to it. Okay, I love going through this first one because a lot of times people don't put themselves on camera because they don't feel confident on camera. So I do think that before, you know, saying what am I going to make? And I, I I agree with you, DJ, people, I have a video boot camp, and sometimes people in week one will say, what tools should I buy? Or what do you think about this? I'm like, absolutely order the tools. But the truth is you need to be comfortable on camera and you need to have a good understanding of what makes a good video. The tools come later order it so Amazon doesn't have a big shipping delay, but that's not what's gonna make your video great. The right microphone, the right ring light, that's not what's gonna make your video great. You are gonna make your video great and your message is gonna make your video great. So forget about the tools, forget about the tech, that comes later, fine. So I have a system called Patch, P-A-T-C-H, and the first P is for prepare. Basically to be on camera, you need to prepare not just your message, but your mindset. So a lot of people hate the sound of their own voice, in addition to that, feel imposter syndrome, like, am I an expert? Who's going to listen to me? Feel self-conscious. Whatever the noise in the back of your head is, quieting that noise. Sometimes with people being like, what if people make fun of me? What if people troll me? Number one, if we're being trolled, it means enough people are watching. <laughs> but number two, anyone who's being negative, it comes from a negative place in their own mind. And I am self-employed. I worked in corporate for a long time. I was very hesitant to show up on camera. I teach people to be better on camera. I help them make video. I realize what a hypocrite I am. I had to start showing up on video. And my my sticking point was, oh, all the other people who are corporate executives with me, they're going to make fun of me. They're going to think like, I'm desperate. I'm on video. And I'm like, you know what? Those people don't run their own business. I don't care what they think. The truth is, I'm sure they're not judging me. I'm sure they're like, oh, there's Kim making a video. They, they have their own problems. They're, they have their they're own, they focused on. And they don't care. They're worried about their, their child. They're worried about their dinner. They're worried about they have enough PTO for vacation, whatever, you know? Anyway, they're really not thinking about us. So P is prepare. Prepare your mindset and get out of 
model mode. How do I look? Is this the right angle? Yeah. How do I sound? Into teacher mode. Think about who you're helping and who you're serving. I think that's the number one thing of preparation is preparing your mindset. And then A, authentic. Basically, your job is to express on video the authentic version of you. And when I say authentic, I know that that's a word that's like very, it's sort of like it's everywhere, who cares? But the truth is we all have like our inner us and some of us are goofy and some of us are serious. Some of us are kind and some of us are inquisitive and some of us are empathetic. That like special sauce of you needs to come through. That takes a little bit of practice, but it's important to remember. I think a lot of us, when I, I did some on-camera reporting, I was generally behind the scenes most of my career, but I did some on-camera reporting for one summer. My first time, I was like imitating an anchor. Like I was like, hello, this is Kim Ritberg for Fios One News. <laughs> you That's put on the voice and everything. And I don't, yeah, like, I don't talk like that. So I was impersonating the person I thought I was supposed to be. Sure. And the idea is you're trying to just be the most confident version of you. So authentic. So P, we have prepare your mindset and your message, but prepare your mindset. A, be authentic. And T, turn off distractions. When you're filming, you got to be all in. So turn off your email, turn off your phone, give yourself like five minutes to just drink water, have tea, but get in the zone because you can't be like thinking about something else. You really want to be in the message, thinking about what you're saying and delivering it, making sure you're confident. The C is for confidence. Basically, if you don't believe your message, nobody's going to. And you have to feel like, I love what I do. I love helping you. I love helping you find the right home um, for someone else to be feeling that. So confidence is key. Um, again, don't think about how you look. Don't think about how you feel. Think about your energy. You want your energy to be raised. That is what confidence feels like. And then the H is harness, harness, harness your energy. That might seem a little like yeah, woo, what does that Eastern. Mean? So harnessing your energy is having a self-awareness of how you are. It's like what you said earlier, DJ, about saying, asking your friends about how you can improve, asking mm -hmm. your partner, your spouse, your, your business partner. Basically, we all have a natural energy. And of course, that's fine in life. On video, our goal is to, if you're really high energy and you talk fast, like I am a New Yorker, I tend to talk fast and have high energy. I want to harness my energy to be a little more balanced. I'm I can be, when I'm not practiced, too high energy. So harnessing my energy means coming down to the center. For someone who's very calm and perhaps introverted, harnessing their energy means bringing it up. There's always like a mid-level and you basically want to be a little closer to that, but still you. So that's something that it might sound like a little weird, harness my energy. You just have to know how you are. And I've learned over time, I have a tendency to talk fast, so I have to slow down a little bit. Other people have a tendency to be flat. You have to inject energy. You have to remember the camera steals some of your soul. The red light goes on. It's stealing your energy. So you have to practice injecting your energy back into it. So that's like, it's it sounds very complicated, but the more you get used to it, the more you'll realize like, oh, I'm going on camera. I want to make sure not to be flat. I want to smile and I want to raise my energy. Maybe I'm listening to music. Maybe I'm doing a couple jumping jacks, like whatever it is, but you need to raise your energy. Um, and so I think that's the P-A-T-C-H. So P is prepare. A is be authentic. T is turn off distractions. C is confidence. And H is harness your energy. So those are the tips to be on camera and to be better on camera to get yourself there.
I, I love those. Uh, the patch idea is is great. I love all of those those topics. I was actually just reading a book, a YouTube book, and I can't remember the uh, gentleman who wrote it. I'll have to, if I remember, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. But is the guy who counsels Mr. Beast, who is the you you know biggest YouTuber, uh, I think, in, in on the platform at the moment. If you don't know who Mr. Beast is, Google him because he is an example of somebody who has really figured out the YouTube in particular algorithm. But more importantly, I was reading about, about uh, starting in you and he, because his, uh, his mentor wrote this book, he got access to Mr. Beast and Mr. Beast said something very interesting. Um, and I don't really watch his videos per se, but I know who he is of course, cause he's such a big deal. Um, but what I, what he said is if you're going to make video, he said, just realize your first hundred, despite your best efforts, despite all of the tools and resources you may or may not have are going to be absolute garbage. And he goes, don't <laughs> worry about it. It's going to be garbage. So don't judge it. Look for ways to improve slightly every single time. He goes, don't try to hit a home run at first. You won't. He goes, like, it's just not going to happen. And your first hundred videos are going to be, you're going to be, you're going to cringe when you watch them. But he said, you're going to get better over time. So I, th this is an important mindset thing that if the number one guy on YouTube is telling you, don't worry about the first hundred videos. Just try to get comfortable in front of the camera. Try to improve, and don't shoot for perfection. Just shoot for a little tiny bit, one percent better um, over time. I just thought I just read that a few a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh yeah, that's a great reminder. I I agree because if Mr. Beast, an award winning <laughs> video strategist, Kim Ritberg says it, I mean it must be true. But it's I do true. think, and for regular people, I would say you don't even have to get to a hundred if you are doing right. consistently one video a week two videos a week, by month three, you're going to be like, wow. I mean, I host my own podcast and it took me a few, first of all, God, I took, did so many takes to get my own voiceover voice well for the first, I'm sure me you too. had the same DJ for the first yeah. few months. You're like, thanks for joining first us. First year. <laughs> thank, thank you for being here. Wait, wait. Uh, thanks for joining us. You know, it just takes uh. a while to, the point is for everyone listening is it takes a while to practice being yourself on camera. Yeah, That's the does. truth. Being on video and being on audio is a different version of yourself. It's an altered version of yourself. But so it takes learning the lessons and then practicing those lessons, but it's worth it. Like the truth is I'm, I'm giving you these tips because it's worth it. Like, even if you do these tips a little bit each week, you will get there and it will grow your business. Like I don't, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm here to make you an influencer. I'm like, I'm here to make you money. I'm here to get you clients and it's worth it. It's worth the investment and it's worth getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah, and it's so interesting with video now. I, I I just realized this as you were talking that the I'm trying to see if to think of this is true, but it's close enough to true if it's not actually true. The vast majority of people I watch now, uh, content wise, with respect to online, not through Netflix, not traditional, uh, you know, big media, we'll call it, but but just on YouTube, uh, Facebook, I'm now watching probably more media from non professionals or non-traditionally uh, video professionals than I watch traditional stuff. So I'm watching less Dan Rathers and Charlie Roses and more just somebody with a podcast with, with a microphone or maybe a YouTube video. So that's kind of an interesting shift. It's probably terrifying for the, for the big media companies, but that is how a lot of people, we are spending more time watching regular people like us do video and, and short form and long form. I think that's a really good point. And that is interesting about your own personal statistic. And I think yeah. people should remember that 
basically the structure of an interesting video or a good story, the first two seconds, one second, three seconds, that is where you catch people. So I think when you're talking about, you know, the people who engage you and you want to watch, like you're basically you're stealing time. <laughs> They're stealing your money and time from Netflix. But if you're making a video, one of the core things is catching that attention. So that hook is everything. Can, can I tell you, this is really embarrassing. So I've done this podcast for, I think, five or six years now. And it was about a year ago that I we had a consultant kind of listen to the show and give some, he goes, actually, it's pretty good. He goes, you guys produce it well. It sounds good. It looks good, whatever. He goes, but one thing that you don't do, and this is right to your point, is you don't have a hook. Maybe the title has a hook, but he goes, how about the first five seconds of the video or, or the episode of, in this case, podcast, say what they're going to learn <laughs> as opposed to today, my guest is Kim. Kim Ritberg. Well, you know, you know, some people know Kim, not everyone knows Kim, but if I say, Hey, today in this video, we're going to have, uh, you know, somebody from Netflix talk about video, you know, then ooh, I got it. So I had to learn this five years in. Um, so when you're starting your videos, you could just spend the first five seconds. Hey, today we're going to talk about this. Or if it's an education video, for example, or if it's an entertainment video, Hey, today we're doing this, whatever it is. Do you recommend doing that at the beginning? Absolutely. So the hook of a video is so important. I cannot express it enough. When I was a vice president of branded content at Pop Sugar, like seriously, like media, my boss would say, okay, your idea for this video for Target or Essie or Swiffer or whatever, what's the hook? And it's like, he's like, I don't even care that other stuff. Like, what am I seeing? What is the first second of it? And yeah. the hook is so important. It's the visual or the text for someone to look at this in their tiny phone and say, should I watch this or should I not watch it? So it has to be eye-catching, meaning even if the visuals are not amazing, I think visuals, the expectation for visuals are a little lowered on social media, but ideally good visuals. And even if you don't have good visuals, if you have an amazing text headline, like three, like three reasons not to buy this home or like you know, five yes. reasons why you should buy with high interest rates. I'd be like, what? What's this person talking about? Why? I'm going to yep. watch it. So you have to think about a really amazing headline or a hook. When you think about like 10 years ago, BuzzFeed was like the biggest thing ever in media. They had all of those great clickbait headlines because you they were the clickbait kings. The clickbait kings. They still are. They still are. The clickbait that's true. Kings. But I feel like it was very novel at that time to have. Right. And And I know you mentioned this earlier about like, the the catchiness of I forget what you were talking about Inside Edition or Us Weekly but like a headline yeah. I joke is that I worked at Inside Edition and I love the voiceover artist but if you ever watch a TV show it has a tease for the show and it's like you've never seen a cat do this and I'm like oh my god what's the cat gonna do so channel that announcer when you're thinking of your idea so I think a lot of my agents are like oh I want to like I love design or like I you know I'm my clients, I think, would appreciate like a content about which floors to pick. You know, like that's something that like when they go through the rental process, I'm like, all right. So it's like top five floors like you should look at before it, before installing. I'm like, oh, I would watch that if I'm in the middle of a renovation. Totally. Or, you know, when the color of the year comes out, that Pantone color of the year, it's like, like three amazing ways to use the Pantone color of the year in your home. I'm like, yeah, click, watch it. And, you know, the, the thing about interest rates. So anything that's timely, you're still applying that hook. So interest rate go up or interest rate go down or whatever, you say a contrarian opinion. So see something contradictory. With interest rates high, 
why you should buy. And not just like, because I'm a real estate agent, I want you to buy. Right. Really like, what is the reason? Have some data to back it up and, and keep it short. So I have, um, I have another framework for how to make great video. And one of the tips in that is keep your message very simple. People cannot have a lot in their brain at the same time. This is short form video we're talking about. Most of what we're watching today is short form. YouTube, yeah. you can do longer. That's fine. Podcasts, obviously longer. When you're thinking about a short form video, your message should be very simple. One takeaway or three things, but it's still to the same point. It's too much for people. So you want to have it like really, really simple. So a listicle always does well. A numbered chart, like a numbered, you know, five sure. things, seven secrets, seven, seven best kept secrets of Chicago's north side. Um, sure. you know, uh, five beaches you've never visited in LA that you should, um, be your neighborhood and, and expert, the, you know, be your neighborhood so expert. Much, there's so much content that realtors. So, so let, let's, so if, if your head is spinning right now going, okay, this is all sounds great. What type of content Kim just gave about four or five examples. And I interrupted <laughs> her in the middle, which I shouldn't have. But the reason I did is because it doesn't have to be real estate related. As Kim said, you know, real estate is hyper local, right? So you, you can say, Hey, like I live in the Wicker Park neighborhood of Chicago. Wouldn't it be cool if once a week I saw a video that said, here's a, a restaurant in Wicker Park that you probably don't know about that's amazing. Like I would love that, right? Because it's yes. in my neighborhood. I want to support it. I want to go out and try new restaurants. Um, maybe it's here's some cool events downtown Chicago or in Kim's case, she's in Brooklyn. Here's some. Here's what's going on in Brooklyn this weekend. Again, is that real estate specific? No. But is it interesting to your audience? Some of them for sure. So it doesn't have to be, look at this home, look at this thing. It, 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 can, it should be, you should have educational content about, you know, things like why you should buy today or why you shouldn't buy today or why you should rent or not rent or whatever. Uh, here's, you know, real estate content. And then you should also have some content because people only buy homes every, what, seven years on average. So you want to create content that they're going to want to use in between those sales. So even if it's just like, here's all the cool events going on this weekend in this neighborhood, um, that's a really easy video to put together. And it's something that everybody wants to know about. Absolutely. One of my one-on-one -on -one real estate clients, he does a lot of neighborhood tours that do well. And they do well because when you think about when you're as a user on someone's feed, you it's nice to see the homes, but it's also nice to see the neighborhood because when you're an agent, you're the local expert. And to your point, DJ, we're trying to bring people from that time when they worked with you till that next seven years Keep, keep in touch with them, get referrals from them, stay in their world. So any content that's like local events, um, local venues, uh, renovation, you know, renovation happens between that buy and sell period. So you're trying to build and continue those relationships. So one of my agents does a lot of um, neighborhood tours, specifically the neighborhoods he covers, you know, that he wants to get clients in, obviously, but it, it brings people in. And this is another thing. Remember again, you are building new relationships and reigniting old relationships with video. So when you're making that neighborhood tour, you're connecting with the venue, with that social handle. So that's, again, another connection. You know, real estate agents are all about connecting with more people each week and each month because that's how you have clients. So you're connecting with more people when you're in those other spaces. So I totally agree with you, DJ. It does not all need to be real estate. Everything should be educational entertaining lifestyle, a little bit of selling, but what you're talking about can be real estate. It could be design. It could be renovation. It could be your life. It can be your life in those videos, what you're doing this weekend. Um, and 
especially like definitely the neighborhood things. I think you really want to lean into being the local expert. So even timely things that are happening in your neighborhood. So I live in Brooklyn. We have this Brooklyn Queens Expressway, a highway that runs in our area. And there's a lot of hoopla over the last few years. Are they going to do construction on it? Everyone's worried about it. That doesn't seem like something a real estate agent would cover, but maybe, maybe that's the perfect thing to do an Instagram live with a local with a local um, official or, or a yeah. local reporter. So it's it's like expanding out and thinking basically the basics of like when you're creating content, try to think, would someone watch this? Would I read this in a magazine? Would I watch this on someone's computer or their phone? Think of it from that journalistic standpoint. And so like the framework I have for teaching people how to make better video is like M-E-S-S-Y, so M message. Get your message straight. Like I said before, one simple point. An, an, a secret gem in your neighborhood you never knew about. Why you should buy even with interest rates being high. One simple message in each video. So M is your message. E, it's easy to understand. Nothing to inside baseball. We're not talking to the mortgage, mortgage lenders and the lawyers. We're talking to regular people in layman's terms. So very simple. You make sure your grandma and your seven-year-old neighbor, neighbor can understand it. Then you're good. Uh, S, strategy. So strategy is like, Who's your ideal client? Like, who are you trying to speak to? Um, how much are you going to make each each month? Two videos a month, that's fine. Four videos a month, no problem. Like, one live video a month, no problem. Whatever it is, be consistent with that and understand what you're targeting. Like, I don't like when someone's like, should I be on TikTok? I say, I don't know, are your clients on TikTok? Then you should. You know, I think having a really solid strategy will be sure that you just don't run out of time or money. So M message, E, easy to understand. S, strategy. S, smile, because you're always on camera. You got to put yourself on camera. And then why you're a journalist. So basically, you're a journalist. So what to my point earlier, think about what is a topic related to real estate that people might be interested in. DJ and I went through a few of these things earlier. DJ is going to do a video about something in Wicker Park, a new bar in Wicker Park. Yeah. Um, I am going to do how to put that Pantone color of the year in your home. Three ideas. That's what I love. I love design. Um, my other agent, he's doing that live video about the highway. Everyone's worried he's going under construction. He's going to do that. My other agent, we are we are doing design for him. We're doing, he's doing a tour of three design stores he loves in California. It's really natural to him. Talk about authentic. Yeah. He's picking journalistic angles on things that he feels passionate about. Right. And my other, my other one, he's doing the wood floor. So he says, my audience. They don't want the Pantone color. That's not what they care about. They want the flooring. I'm like, great, let's do the flooring. But yeah. the idea is you're meaning, making useful content for people that's also entertaining. You're bringing them into your sphere. You're connecting with them. You're rekindling those old relationships and you're building new ones. At, at the risk of, of uh, alienating our animal activist listeners, please forgive me for this, but I had an idea um, that just today I, I realized I needed to put a rug underneath my dining room table. I, I'm, we're like in between rugs. And um, somebody said, you know what would be a really cool thing to put as opposed to a traditional rug is get a, a, like a cowhide or a calf skin or whatever it's called. Those are very popular. I don't know if they're still popular, but they, they were popular in the last couple of years. So um, I said, oh, I, I've heard of that, but aren't those like really expensive? They're, I thought they were like $1,000, which is like a lot for this little tiny pelt basically. And no, they've come down in price. They're like a couple hundred bucks now. They're really reasonable and they're super cool. So, but I don't know anything about it. So I've had to go online and learn about this. I spent 
no more than five minutes kind of, okay, I know what the prices are. I see how it works. I get it. And that could be a video. That could be a video like, hey, everyone Absolutely. out there, here's here's a design idea that you could share with your clients if you're looking to, you know, on hardwood floors, you want to put something underneath it. Like, again, it doesn't have to be anything other than what's you're learning about at that moment. And here is your hook. The hook, again, for that video is one quick upgrade under $100. And that's the hook it. to that video. So yeah. again, you have your content. I love that a content idea, DJ. And my hook is your sad looking room, whatever your sad looking room is, yeah. with text on it. And you say, upgrade this room in less than $100. Yeah. And it's right. a quick video where you say, this cowhide was only $99 from this and that store. Yeah. You know, follow me for more tips on how to live better on a smaller budget. And you could also say stop buying rug. You know, the, the hook could also be stop buying, um, stop buying rugs for underneath dining room tables, right? And yeah. people are like, what? Why should Forget, I? Right, for, and then, right for ne never pay a thousand dollars for a rug yeah. again. Another yes. great hook. See, yes. this is great. So I think once people start getting into the the, the flow really of it, yeah, yeah, it becomes fun. I think once you start thinking like, well, what did I do this month that like can relate to real estate renovation, construction, or my neighborhood? Then it brings you in. What'd you do this weekend? Did you find a new bar you're excited about? Yeah. Did you get that rug for your house? And once you start living in that mode and jotting those ideas down as they come to you, you will find you have ideas. I think it's when you're sitting down with a blank journal, you're like, journal, who has a journal? Blank iPhone. And you're like, oh no, what do I make? So I think to get, to rotate, to sort of um, vary your content feed so it's not just home tour, home tour, just listed, just closed. You yeah. think about those other areas that you enjoy that feels really fun to you and then start making content around that. And, and two, like one way, an endless source of content can be from your clients. When they ask questions, write them down. And because if they're, if, if a client is asking a general question, maybe they're buying a home for the first time, or they just have a question about the process or any questions that you get asked as a realtor, write them down. And that is content uh, that can, you know, you could say, Hey, I want to do a series once a week. I want to tell you the most commonly asked questions that my clients ask me so that you don't have to ask your realtor about it or whatever. And, and you could do that. You could do a question and answer session. There is so much content. So don't get hung up in the aesthetics as much as the content needs to lead the, the, the charge, the content, the value of the content, people will excuse all of the aesthetic, uh, sort of imperfections, right? They, things can maybe don't look as, as Kim said, yes, get a ring light for God's sakes, so like get, get something that at least lights you correctly. But, uh, and that's what, I mean, my ring light was like a hundred dollars, but you can get them for $20. They're not that expensive, but it's so you make yourself look okay, but don't worry too much beyond that. Worry about the content. People will excuse everything else for good content. I totally agree. And I love your idea. I think the Q and a is something is a go-to for all of my agents, especially when you're starting out being on camera and it feels weird to talk to the camera at first. Have someone sit behind your phone, Yes. ask yeah. you the questions. Yep. It's easier to talk to somebody than to just talk to a camera alone when you're just starting out. So if you're nervous to get on camera, write down your questions, have your friend, your business partner, whomever behind the camera and answer, answer to them. I think that's a good way. A, a Q&A is a great way because it's full of educational value for your viewers, your consumers, your followers, your clients. But B, it's an easier conversationally, it's easier to answer questions than it is to like 
talk to camera when you're not in that headspace yet. So I love that idea. I think Q&A at the very base, if you're really just starting out and you're maybe not ready for that lifestyle video, you're not ready to do the neighborhood tour, question and answers are great um, about me. Who are you? Like, why should someone work with you? What do you love about being an agent? Remind people about your empathy, your humor, your kindness, your your financial, maybe you're a financial whiz, whatever. That special sauce that makes you you. Um, and then the Q&A, the about you, and educational videos. I really think I, I am somebody, I come from news. I think there's a lot of value in bringing people information, just making sure it's clear and catchy. So like, three, three, you know, three ways to get a mortgage, blah, 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 that you wouldn't think, it, whatever, you know, five, five tips for blah, three ways for this, but related to home buying, lending, renovating, um, new construction, condo, co-op, all of these different things, but figure out like, what do you want to talk about? And then just put them in little bite-sized nuggets. I'm a huge fan of educational content. I think Me too. that truly you're trying to establish yourself as an expert. And I think that I love the lifestyle stuff. I think it's good to mix that in. But at the end of the day, really people should see you as the expert. They should see you as their go-to person. And so if you can create content that says, I'm the expert, I'm the authority. This is how I think about yeah. the housing boom, the mortgage rates, the the new new construction in that area. Yeah, demonstrating competence is really what I think uh, educational content does, is it demonstrates competence. And yes, posting a static image of this beautiful home we just sold or listed does in some way mildly demonstrate competence because it says, okay, well, I was, you know, they chose me to sell or, or buy this particular home. I closed it. Yes, that's a start. Um, but what, what, what I think Kim is really driving at is getting beyond that and going into process. So say, you know, this would be a good video content. Like, hey, you probably see a lot of realtors, you know, with, with their posts about uh, just listed, just sold. You can even almost play off that trope because it is a trope that everybody knows about and people kind of roll their eyes like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, not that it's a bad thing. I, I don't want to, I don't want to give it a negative connotation, but that's a very common approach. And you could say, you know what my client, and I can do that too. I could certainly post, you know, things about, uh, you know, what I've accomplished, but what I really, what my clients really appreciate is X. And this is what I try to focus on. And it's, you're not selling as, let me show you my process. Let me talk about how I, uh, how I, you know, or, uh, how I treat my clients or like, like Kim was saying, certain maybe qualities of your personality, or here are some processes that you're see my, here's my secret sauce, give it away, give it away in video and it will come back to you and clients. Um, people love that sort of behind the scenes. Here's the number crunching. Um, they want to see that you have some sort of skill versus just look at how cool I am. Right. Yeah. And I think I, I'm not knocking just listen and just close. I think it's good to show the sort of properties you sell. It sort of establishes what neighborhood you're in, what price point you're at, who you sure. serve. I think that's fine. But really at the end of the day, video is the biggest growth tactic for marketing. So A, invest in video, but not just because stats say, mark, stats say video yeah. marketing is more, more um, advantageous because you get more leads from it but also use what it's good for. Video is good for letting people get to know you. And that it's a relationship business you're in in real estate. So showing those parts of your personality, showing your expertise, 
showing your authority. Photos are good. I mean, it's it's if you're on social, um, that's great because the truth is it's a lot of time. It takes time to post photos, texts, anything. So I'm definitely not knocking being on photo, but there's only so there's only so much growth you can have by using filtered headshots and house home photos. I think you will see your growth supercharged if you start experimenting with video. Like I will give a challenge to everyone listening that basically if you start getting on video today when this podcast comes out, first of all, tag me. Tag tag us both on on social media yes. on Instagram. I'd love to tag see us that. on Instagram. I'm also on LinkedIn. Tag us on Instagram. You tag us in your Instagram story. We will share it. I'll share it. And then you'll get more eyeballs on your Instagram story or tag us in your reel or whatever video, only video, no, no photos. But I think what you will start seeing, not I think, I know what you will start seeing is that as you start showing up more on video, you will start seeing more, more contacts, more lead generation, more engagement. And that is what we're looking for. Um, you're building that authority, you're building that expertise, and you're bringing people in. And to your point about just listen and just close, I'm actually speaking at a Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Convention, and that's the topic of my the topic of my speech is more than just listen and just close, <laughs> using video to rekindle old relationships and build new ones. So again, I, I think that we all have so much work, and social media feels like this additional thing. So much time, video is going to be so much money. I don't like my voice, but there are ways to do it faster and cheaper. Again, your iPhone is fine. And the way to do it faster is like we said, you're brainstorming ideas, have a list of ideas you're going to do. When you sit down to film, film a few at a time. You will yeah. find that's a much more efficient way to use your time and then put those out once a week or once, once twice a week or however much content you have. But really film a bunch at a time. Again, you don't need fancy technology, but make three of them be educational videos make one of them be a lifestyle video, you know, vary the content a little bit, but there are ways to do this efficiently and, and getting out of your own head, of course, that you're comfortable with being on camera, but, and ways to get better as you go on. But I think if you really, truly, you start getting on camera today, your next quarter, your next half of a year is going to look different. I agree. And I want to just throw one other idea because I know that a lot of times when Agents are starting to think about developing a social media strategy or a video strategy. One of the first questions they'll ask is, what platforms should I be posting to? And I went through this, uh, it's an interesting um, uh, sort of exercise. I went through this branding exercise for an organization unrelated to real estate. We were looking to create content for an organization I support that, but we didn't know where our members hung out online. We weren't sure if it was Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, LinkedIn, you know, et cetera, Pinterest, um, and, and other places. And this is a men's organization. And we were like, gosh, we don't really know. And so what did we do? We asked, we asked our members, uh, we have several thousand members and we said, Hey, where do you spend time? And what we found was not what we were expecting is the va So for, for this particular organization, again, not real estate related, um, although it, it certainly could have been real estate related. LinkedIn for this particular organization was the place where most of our members are checking for the kind of content that we, we would be producing. And that never occurred to me in a million years. So if you're wondering, should I do TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, what should I do? Um, well, I mean, you can make an assumption and certainly, you know, 
pretty much everyone's on Facebook and Instagram. So you could always make, make a reasonable assumption that that would probably be a good place to start. But are your clients checking TikTok? I don't know. You can ask them. So what, what I would do is go to your sphere of influence and say, Hey, I'm working on my, uh, my, my sort of marketing plan for this year, just out of curiosity, I'm looking to create more content and I want to sort of show up where you guys hang out. I would, and you can do an anonymous survey so they don't have to, you know, explain who they are, but I would ask your friends and family and people in your sphere of influence, where are you spending time online? Is it YouTube? Is it Facebook's, you know, et cetera, because that will help you figure out where to really push your content. Kim, I'm curious to get your thoughts on that. I agree hundred percent. I think it is up to you to figure out where your clients and where your ideal clients are and where they're spending time. Uh, you can do a survey. You can also, there's a lot of research about the demographics and like psychographics of who's using what. You know, Facebook is still the biggest social platform. It's not growing so fast. So TikTok is the fastest growing, but Facebook is still the biggest. And for a certain demographic, Facebook is still the winner. So it yep. depends. I recommend, you know, depending on your budget and your time constraints, I say like, don't be on more than two or three, unless you have a, unless you have an infrastructure where someone else is posting for you, then I think you could be on more. Like, for example, I post to LinkedIn and Instagram natively, like I'll schedule them out. I'll put them mm -hmm. on LinkedIn and I will schedule it for like the next morning to post at 7 a.m. Sure. Instagram, I'll schedule it or I'll post it live. Later, I'll, I'll at a different point in time, I will download the videos or have them saved. I'll put them in YouTube, but I will put in the scheduler in YouTube to post them three times a week. I don't even think about it. Like I do it once every two weeks and I just have it time out a lot of other content. So basically, if you don't have a huge infrastructure, make it easier for yourself. Figure out the number one or two places your your clients are. Yeah. You don't have to be everywhere. Don't be everywhere. Actually, I would say don't be everywhere because yeah. you know the places that are everywhere have huge, huge budgets. Your agency might be everywhere. They have a marketing budget. They have a marketer. So do not like figure out where you're best off spending your time. And again, the lessons I was saying earlier about video, they still hold true for anywhere. It doesn't matter if you're on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, you need a hook. You always need a catchy headline or a good visual. And on LinkedIn, a lot of it's text-based. You still need a good headline. If you don't have the first line that's catchy, people aren't gonna engage with it. So it's still the basics of good video is good video anywhere. And the things that are different about each platform are specific things to learn for that platform. But the basics of good video is like you teach, you know, you're educating, you're entertaining, and you're having like a little bit of lifestyle, bringing them into your life. You're selling a tiny percentage of the time. So I think the crux of making good video is applicable to all of them. And there's lots of tools to figure out where your clients are, a survey, research. Um, and then, yeah, you can start asking people. Like, I think if you start, start this process now over the next few months, every single person says they're on LinkedIn and TikTok, maybe those are your channels. If everybody says they're on Facebook and LinkedIn, maybe those are your channels. So I think try to really get in the flow of who your ideal client is, not who your family is, not your family, yeah. not your college buddies, but really your ideal clients. And I think that that's, it's a bit of a different mindset. Like in my twenties, I had a jewelry company. I never spent money on myself. I never bought myself nice things. I didn't have any money. So when I was selling jewelry, I didn't have a sense of like, what would someone pay for this necklace? I went into the store, I started selling. I was like, oh, people pay like two, $300 for that necklace? Wow. You know, I, it surprised me. I didn't know that at the time. And the important thing is 
don't let it be colored by your own, your college friends, your wife, your husband, your kid, their experience. You're always talking about your ideal client or your existing client. So figure out where they are and that's where to be. There is so much to dive into in, in with respect to video, with respect to social media, strategizing. Kim, you don't, you're not just here uh, to do this episode. You teach this. This is your livelihood. You take all of your previous marketing and media experience, which is beyond impressive. You've worked for some of the giants and basically distilled it down to what agents, what realtors can use in grow to, to grow their, their brand, uh, virtually, um, and to, to grow their video and media brand. Let's talk about the services you provide because every, I, I, I need this for our show. This is an embarrassing uh, acknowledgement, but true. We guys, I am, I am just like you. I do not have, we do not have an Instagram account for this, uh, for this channel. We had one and it somehow got shut down. They, they thought it was a Instagram shut it down. Oddly enough, they thought we were violating fair housing when we were just promoting our podcast because with housing, it, 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 things can get tricky. So guys, I don't even have an Instagram account. I am just like you. I need to follow this advice because we've grown our entire audience just strictly through word of mouth. And it is time for us, uh, year five, don't wait five years like I did to grow your social channel. This is the year, uh, thank God our content was good, that we got a lot of listeners because now I really want to take it to the next level with social media. So I am going to be going on this journey with you. But Kim, tell us what you do for agents so that we can hopefully get some people to, to realize this is the push I am going to be signing up. But tell us what you offer. So basically I have two offerings. I do one-on-one packages where I basically am your executive producer in a box. So I help guide you. I sit with you. We we start now. And then in six months, basically you have a whole video uh, component to your business. And so I help you do all of that. Come up with ideas, execute the ideas across video and podcast. So basically I take my experience from Netflix and Inside Edition and People Magazine and I turn you into a content creation machine. So those are one-on-one packages I do. I also have a video boot camp specifically for real estate agents. So that means no matter where you are, you're not making video, you're making some video, but you want it more. It's video boot camp for real estate agents to grow your client base. So it's very, very focused. It comes up with, it helps you come up with ideas. It has tips on how to make videos efficiently and inexpensively. And it has ideas on how to engage clients in new ways. So it's really an amazing class. So that's going to be a boot camp. It's going to be a group of real estate agents. So you're all also going to have a community. So you're going to have new new people that you're meeting, a new referral businesses coming out of that. So it's going to be a really awesome boot camp that is going to be um, starting up. And I just, I love it because I think one of the things that is so great is my agents I work with are like, I never would have thought of that. But now it's a component of their business. I think sometimes you just need that friend who like, I've worked in video my whole life. Of course, it's second nature to me, but it's my job to teach it to you in a way that is not overwhelming. It can, will help you grow your business and in a way that you can still go about and live your life and grow your business. I don't think that it's your job to be a TV station. That's not your job. It's your job to your real estate agent. And I help you come up with the video component of your business. It's a component. It's not your whole business. So I I agree. And this is it really from an ROI perspective, return on investment, video production, 
uh, for you know for your your real estate uh, business doesn't have to be a, a, an expensive proposition. Your ROI, as Kim said, could be you turn your phone around, you're on a showing, you say, I just want to really quickly show you this really cool thing about this home, right? That costs virtually nothing, um, maybe nothing, just a little bit of time. Uh, and, and you can continue to create content on whatever budget you may have, which may be a small to no budget. Um, and this is how people consume content these days. You know, the, the days of, I, I, I was even, Kim, I'm, I'm, I'm curious if you've had this experience because you've been in, in um, you've worked in TV. I have a hard time sitting through TV shows now and, and movies in particular. My attention span has been reduced. I, I really, I'm like legitimately worried about the future generations who I don't even go on TikTok personally because I'm afraid it's just withering away my ability to concentrate for more than 15 seconds, which is not TikTok's fault. I'm not blaming TikTok. I'm just saying um, our attention spans are very, very short these days. Um, so you do have to have these these enticements or these immediate hooks, as, as Kim said. Um, but there is so much that you can do so quickly and for so inexpensively, but you do need to learn the tricks of the trade. Kim is going to teach you all of that. So I encourage everybody listening, visit Kim's website, kimritberg.com. Again, K-I-M-R-I-T-T-B-E-R-G.com. Link to that in our show notes. She has First of all, her, her 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 background is beyond impressive. This is somebody who's worked in in major media. She's now taking that learning, bringing it down to the individual business owner level, and she wants to work with you as well. So check out kimritberg.com. She has free events. She has paid events. She will. She has white papers you can download. She is given a ton of content for you on this, and you should be following her as well uh, on social media. Kim, what? Let's um, let's give your social media handles. Yeah, great. Um, I am Kim Ritberg, K-I-M-R-I-T-T-B-E-R-G, everywhere, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. And I have a free download on my website. If you go to kimritberg.com or on Instagram or LinkedIn, I have a free download specifically for realtors so that you can grow your business. You can grow your client base and it's specifically for real estate agents. So make sure to check, check out my website. It's free. You can grab it, share it with your friends. Um, and I'm really excited. Honestly, I work for myself and I love teaching people how to grow their business because I think that self-employment gives you so much freedom and it's awesome and it can be hard, but it's really, it's so gratifying for me to help other people build their business. Awesome. Well, on behalf of all of our listeners, we want to thank Kim for her time on the episode today. She gave us so much great content and I would love to have Kim, you'd love to have you come back as a regular guest. But um, for now, guys, I, I we want to thank Kim. So the best way you can thank Kim is by visiting her website, kimrittberg.com, K-I-M-R-I-T-T-B-E-R-G.com. Link to that in the show notes. Check out her offering. This is the year to get into video. You can do it. I, look, I have no media history. Uh, I, I'm not a broadcaster. I, I don't have, uh, I, I'm sitting in my office in Lincoln Park. At, this is not a professional studio. And we are now one of the most listened to shows in the country. And I don't say that to brag because who cares? It's just more funny to anything. You don't need all the accoutrements that you might think to put on a show and get people to show up and watch or listen. I am proof of that. I do not look polished. I do not sound polished. 
polished. I have moderately nice equipment, but uh, I think altogether after five years, it cost me under a thousand dollars. So guys, and when I started, it cost me like a hundred dollars for all the equipment. So you can do a lot with a little and, but you need a guide and Kim is your guide. So please support her. She wants to help you grow. She knows how to do this. So go to kimrittberg.com, R-I-T-T-B-E-R-G. Uh, com Again, link to that in our show notes. On behalf of our audience, Kim, thank you so much for showing up, giving us such great, incredible content, um, great advice, amazing. And on behalf of Kim and myself, we want to thank our audience for making it all the way to the end of the episode. Please help us grow by telling just one other realtor about the show. Think of one other agent that really needs that push to get their branding in, in place, send them a link. Maybe this will encourage them to start video or maybe it will encourage an office. So send this out, guys. That's how we grow. We grow through word of mouth. Please tell a friend. We thank you for that. Kim, thank you so much. And we will see everybody on the next episode. Thanks, Kim. Thank you so much. This is so fun. <laughs>